welcome to the Gut Podcast. I'm Mary McLean, Senior Lecturer and Consultant in Gastroenterology at the University of Aberdeen, Scotland, UK and current visiting research fellow at the National Cancer Institute in the USA. In my capacity as Education Editor, I'm posting this podcast today. This month we're discussing the manuscript entitled Cell Lineage Distribution Atlas of the Human Stomach Reveals Heterogeneous Gland Populations in the Gastric Antrum. This is presented by Dr. Jim Goldenring and team from Vanderbilt University School of Medicine in Nashville, Tennessee, USA. I'm delighted to be joined today by three authors of the paper, Dr. Yoon Young Choi, Dr. Joe Rowland, and also the senior author, Dr. Jim Goldenring. Welcome to the podcast. Can you update us on what is currently known of the geographic anatomy of the human stomach? Hi, I'm uh, Jim Goldenring. I'm uh, the Sanger Professor of Surgery at Vanderbilt University and co-director of the Epithelial Biology Center at Vanderbilt. Much of our sort of book or textbook knowledge of gastric anatomy that we learn in medical school is really predicated on what we've learned from animals, such as pigs, dogs, rabbits, and rodents. So in, in these animals, there's a very distinct separation between the acid-secreting uh, fundus of the stomach and the antrum where gastrin cells are. While a lot of animals have transition zones which have somewhat mixed types of glands, uh, there is a, a striking separation. And it's, it's almost been assumed that this separation is, is also uh, present in, in humans. But our work now trying to map the geographic anatomy of the human stomach suggests that that's not really true. And I should say at the start that we're in many ways rediscovering work that was performed in the 1970s by Tamanaga, a, a Japanese pathologist, who found the same thing and published it in gastroenterology. And that knowledge sort of has been lost, uh, perhaps under the weight of a large amount of animal data. To some extent, we're, we're rediscovering this really very good work by Tamanaga. So when you started out, what was the hypothesis and aim of the current study? So um, a number of groups, including our own, have found in uh, rodent stomachs that there are uh, regional uh, variations in cell lineages inside the stomach. But there really was very little detailed data on the human stomach. So uh, we, we've been able, uh, therefore, to uh, analyze the distribution uh, specifically in the whole stomach of humans by obtaining uh, stomachs from human organ donors that uh, could be then processed uh, for the entire stomach, not just small biopsies, to get a complete picture of uh, what the true distribution of cell lineages uh, is in the human stomach. So you employed a sophisticated 3D sculpting of cell type distribution in each section of the stomach. Can you outline a brief overview of the methodology that you used? I'm Joseph Rowland, and I'm the Managing Director of the Digital Histology Shared Resource at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. So before we began anything, um, we actually mapped out our goal, and that was because it's human stomach and you don't get a lot of chances uh, for donation. So while the stomachs were being blocked, well, blocks were being taken, a geographical map was drawn out of where each block was located. And from those, I created two-dimensional maps of each human stomach. So the blocks were then cored, TMAs were made, stained. We did whole slide imaging and then core-by-core -core analysis uh, digitally. 
Following that, all the results were then transferred back onto those two-dimensional maps. The two-dimensional maps are then converted into Mercator projections. Separately, three-dimensional model of human stomach was designed in uh, the software Cinema 4D. This was based on measuring human stomach. So once the model was made and once the many maps were created for the different stains, those were then wrapped around the three-dimensional model. What were the main cell types you focused on identifying and what markers did you use for this? Hi, uh, I'm Eunyoung Choi. I'm a research fellow in the Gene Goldening Laboratory at Vanderbilt University. So we tried to analyze all the lineages of cells, including uh, endocrine lineages and mucus lineages present in the mouse, uh, human stomach. And uh, so we used cell type specific antibodies and for the endocrine cell lineages, we used gastrin antibody for G cells, ghrelin antibody for X cells, chromogranin A for enteroendocrine cells, and serotonin antibody for enterochromaffin cells, and somatostatin for D cells. And for the mucus and secretory cell lineages, we used MOC5AC antibody for surface cells, KI67 antibody for proliferating cells, and HKATPase antibody for parietal cells, and MIST1 for chief cell. And lastly, we used MOC6 or TFF2 antibody for mucus neck cells. So moving on now to the results, what was the main outcome of the geographical mapping of cell lineages from the donor stomachs? So uh, indeed, we de did see uh, discrete patterns of localization, some um, expected, um, some unexpected. Uh, the most clear uh, geographical separation was between uh, the acid-secreting uh, portion of the stomach, the, the fundus, that is, and, and the antrum. There we saw an exclusive distribution of ghrelin cells in the anatomical fundus, uh, whereas gastrin cells were totally confined to the antrum. So those two markers, which are really endocrine cells, actually defined the geography of the stomach best. But we also saw uh, clear concentrations of acid secretory cells in the fundus uh, compared to the uh, gastrin cells in the antrum. Um, but two important differences were, were noted. We saw concentrations of specific endocrine cells in the beginning of the stomach uh, and the antrum. And, and then surprisingly, we saw a large number of parietal cells and chief cells, cells that are characteristic of acid-secreting glands, in the antrum uh, in all three donor uh, stomachs that we examined. Okay, so you mentioned the intrauterine uh, cells, so let's go into this uh, in a little bit more detail. What were the main findings of the assessment of this cell type? So in addition to, as I stated, the, uh, the separation between the fundus and antrum defined by ghrelin um, and gastrin, we also noticed that there was a uh, considerable concentration of somatostatin cells, so these are the inhibitory endocrine cells. Um, in the proximal portion uh, of the stomach. There was also heterogeneity um, in the distribution of both chromogranin A positive cells, which are most uh, reflective of the histamine secreting ECL cells, and, and also serotonin cells, 
although the total number of serotonin cells in, in the human stomach was, was quite low. So tell us about the distribution of the mucus and secretorial energies that you found. So as you might expect, uh, in the uh, anatomic body of the stomach, we saw the highest concentration of uh, acid-secreting parietal cells and pepsin-secreting or MIST-1-expressing chief cells. Now, uh, but in addition, we also saw um, significant numbers of chief cells and parietal cells in glands in the antrum. And previously, the textbook view was that um, although some of these lineages might be seen along the lesser curvature and transition zones into the antrum, you wouldn't see them throughout the antrum. And what we are seeing um, in our studies is that there are the glands with uh, acid secretory cells throughout this, these normal and uh, antral regions. So you mentioned earlier that you uncovered a degree of heterogeneity of cells in the antrum that would suggest we harbor acid-secreting capacity in this location. Um, tell us about this and the conclusions that can be made from this finding. I don't think we know exactly all the ramifications of why there would be acid-secreting cells in the human stomach. Duodenal ulcer disease is actually relatively rare um, in any mammalian organism except for humans. Uh, so it's kind of tempting to speculate that maybe the presence of acid secretory glands in the antrum might put humans at higher risk for duodenal damage, which would be downstream of this uh, acid secretion in the antrum. Um, but the, also the, uh, the second question that this brings up um, is that uh, we've been able to show, along with other groups, that uh, chief cells uh, in the acid secreting fundus um, are the origin uh, through transdifferentiation into, into, into uh, metaplastic lineages for the development of uh, gastric cancer. So this brings up the question of whether uh, acid secretory glands, which have both parietal cells and chief cells, might be the origin of intestinal metaplasia uh, in the antrum also. And, and that's an open question uh, because uh, previous studies have clearly defined that intestinal metaplastic uh, glands in the antrum do not contain gastrin cells. So they don't have the characteristic of the antral glands. So how do you expect this data to impact clinical practice in the future? Well, I think the biggest, uh, you know, question really uh, is, is about the uh, possibilities of the antral uh, gastric glands evolving into metaplasia, and that will be a major point uh, for research. The other possibility uh, that this data really talks to is that regional distribution of endocrine cells may have important physiological functions, and perhaps the most obvious uh, application of that regionality might be um, in terms of treatment of obesity, and specifically obesity surgery. So uh, it, it's, it's tempting to note that when uh, a sleeve resection is done for obesity, uh, that sleeve resection will basically uh, resect the high concentration of somatostatin cells uh, in the proximal stomach. Now, whether that might uh, have uh, an effect on feedback uh, toward tiety uh, is unclear at this point. We have looked 
at sleeve resections from two patients, um, and we don't see any gross changes in lineage numbers or distribution inside those sleeve resections, which are only looking at the greater curvature. But uh, it, the whole process of taking out or rerouting the stomach uh, may have big impact on these regional distributions uh, of endocrine cells. And finally, what do you feel needs to be addressed in future studies? Well, I think this shows that there is extensive regionalization um, within the stomach. I think we've been lucky to hear because we could get access to the entire stomach uh, to analyze the question of the geography of lineages within this organ. Um, and that's allowed us to see these uh, differences that might have physiological or pathophysiological consequences. It may be that there is a complex uh, geography of lineages across even the small intestine and colon, um, and the interaction of perhaps endocrine cells with regional neuronal elements could give rise to a number of pathologies ranging uh, from uh, uh, irritable bowel syndrome to uh, altered luminal sensation that can impact on uh, obesity. And, and unfortunately, I think trying to do this type of geographical analysis on something as long as 25 feet of small bowel is probably going to be impossible, but we have to keep in mind that regional variations in endocrine cells have been suggested from previous studies. Um, and, and probably could have a big impact on physiology and pathophysiology. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I'd like to thank Dr. Jim Goldenring, Dr. Joe Rowland, and Dr. Yu Young Choi for joining me today. Thank you very much. Thank you.